I didn't have another chance. I'm taking this as serious as I can. And so let's go to the word of the Lord. Psalms, I, I just happened to see that pastor's Bible was open to this same exact chapter. So I feel like I'm in the vein um, while his Bible was up here. But Psalms chapter 40, verses 1 through 10. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me. And so uh, I'm going to, I feel to teach a little bit, to testify a little bit, and we'll just see what happens. But... Um, I waited patiently for the Lord. And when you look at this in the Hebrew, in the original, it basically says, waiting, I waited on the Lord. Relying, I relied on him. So it, it repeats this Hebrew word. It's waiting. And basically, if we translate it into English, it would be like, I waited, and I waited, and I waited some more, and I waited as long as I could for the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. You look at it, and it's, it's a roaring pit. It's like waves. It's raging. He brought me out of a raging, horrible pit, out of the miry clay, out of the mud of all muds, right? Out of the, I was as sunken as could be, out of the miry clay, the bog, the swamp, and set my feet upon a rock. Set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. We see this, that it's just, it's praise for what God has done. Thanks for what God has done. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If, if I would declare and speak of them, if I would even try to do that, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Right? It's not what I could bring. Then I said... Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. I, I, just, I don't stop myself from saying all the good things that you've done for me. O Lord, you yourself know. You know all the things that you've done for me, where you brought me out of. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. And so this is the month of November. It's Thanksgiving month, even if you have your tree up. But uh, we're going to be talking about the power of gratitude, continuing this series, the power of gratitude. Right where you're at, why don't you give that praise to God and why don't you just call to him for a little bit before, we, before we're seated. God, we look to you and we're grateful for the opportunity and the privilege to be right here, God. Not as though we deserved it, not as though we earned it, but because you've brought us here and you've drawn us here, Lord. So Jesus, we just look to you. We're grateful and thankful, God, for this word. And we pray that your word would settle in the good ground of our hearts, that it wouldn't get snatched away by the things of this life. It wouldn't get taken away by the cares of this life, but that it would fall on the good ground. 
Develop in us gratefulness, gratitude for everything that you are doing. And let us keep this word through every season of our life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Amen. But if we go back to verse 10 really quick, there's just one little more thing I want to break down right there. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth. And so that word right there, loving kindness, is actually, it's a huge concept in the Bible when you look through the Old Testament. It's, it's hesed, hesed, when you look through the Bible. It, it gets translated as mercy or loving kindness or steadfast love loyal love, and all these things are wrapped into this word, and it's hard for us to translate because, I mean, how, how do you define God's love for us? How do you define his love for us? There's so many ways you could say it. It's he has mercy for us, loving kindness to us. It's his goodness to us. And so there's this concept of said that I just kind of want to introduce. But um, I did feel to testify a little bit um, and I know that pastor already had said some of that, but, you know, I remember coming to services, right, coming to services here, not having no car, no money, right, and so I would, I would come sometimes and I would, I would ride my bike, right, I would ride my bike and leave it there in the closet and, and just come on my bike or sometimes I would walk, right, if I had to. Well, eventually there was a point where I had to because one time when I was, Driving, riding my bike back home, I was like going super fast, I don't know why, but boom, went over the sidewalk, over this bump where a tree was lifting up the sidewalk, the roots were lifting it up, and poof, right, popped my tire. I was like, oh my gosh, right? So then, boom, a mile and a half, right? Walking home from church with my bike, right? And then, you know, taking the bus and, and taking taking the bus to come to service and the last bus if, if it was running or, you know, just getting to church however it is that I could and, you know, coming to missions conferences, right? And the, the song that they sang is so apt, right, that, that I know it's not much for a king, but all I have is a hallelujah, right? All I have is a hallelujah, and so I'm going to bring that, and I would come to missions conferences where I didn't have any money or anything, and I would just stand there or kneel there, and I would say, you know, I don't have anything that I can offer, but I present myself as a living sacrifice to you, God. I just, I present myself as a living sacrifice. I, I don't have anything that I can give, but if you will take it, just take me, God. I present myself as a living sacrifice. And, and you know, God honored that. And I was able to go and go to um, university, right? And, or so I was at MJC and working at Taco Bell. And I know that, I'm so glad Thomas is here. He'll remember this, right? You, we worked together at Taco Bell, and, you know, it was fun times. But you get these customers that go through the drive-thru, and, and you hear, bing, right? And so you go, hi, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, and they go, I want a Baja Blast. <laughs> okay, I hope you're doing good then. 
So you go, okay, um, no problem. Would you like the soda or the freeze? I said Baja Blast. Okay, I guess we'll figure it out when you get to when you get to the window. All right, I I I understand that, sir. I'll, I'll get you the Baja Blast. S did you say, sir? I'm a lady, right? <laughs> right? It's just crazy. It's you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine working at Taco Bell downtown for two and a half years. I mean, that's the testimony. You may. You may be dismissed, right? That's the testimony right there. But, you know, being there and, and, you know, minimum wage goes up. Oh, man, it went up by 25 cents. You are making 10.50 now, an hour, right? And, you know, part of me wanted to be like, man, that's it? But being here, right, being at church, okay, I would say, you know, it's not much, but it's better than nothing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for any raise that I'm able to have. Thank you, God, for, the, for just blessing me with that little bit, right? Blessing me that little bit more. And so going to Stan State, right, and, and floating credit card debt on, on, um, on uh, the grants that they give you, okay, floating credit card debt on the grants and just giving uh, whatever I could from my financial aid. Okay, now I have like some cash. Now I'm gonna give admissions, just whatever it is that I can, admissions conference or, or in offerings or whatever I can do, just giving what I can. And, and so I went and I graduated from Stan State, worked at this uh, firm, this little business here in Turlock. And and, you know, got some experience, right? And so I was making way more, well, not way more, but I was making more there than I was at Taco Bell, right? Finally have an income, no more floating the credit card debt with, with financial aid, right? Able to tithe again, um, you know? And so saying thank you, the gratitude that you have when you don't have a lot hits a little different, it hits a little different because you can't just, you can't say like, like, thank you for my car. Okay, I don't have a car. I can't say that. Thank you for uh, the money in my pocket. Okay, I don't have any money, so I can't say that. But you, you learn to be grateful, to have gratitude for the things that actually matter. Okay, I'm, I'm grateful for the church. I'm grateful for my hyphen group. I'm grateful for my youth group. I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for breath in my body. I'm grateful for salvation. And that's not limited to whatever station in life you're at, but it just, you, you just realize, I mean, I, it's all I can be grateful for. And if I'm in this situation, I'm not going to let ingratitude dictate the way that my life goes. And so, you know, being able to, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but being able, so I went from that firm in Turlock to being where I'm at now. And, and I've just been able to see the goodness of God at each step because to get where I was at right now, 
that interview, they, they did a whole wave of interviews before they even got to me and interviewed, I don't know, like 15 people with engineering degrees, people that are qualified, people that are able to do the job, interviewed them, and none of them panned out, end up coming to me, second wave or third wave, I don't even know which one it was, but coming to me, okay, I get moved through the process. This is all still, I graduated Stan State during COVID and, and had that job in Turlock secured right after graduation, right in the middle of COVID, and then COVID is still kind of going on and able to go exactly where I wanted to go when I was in university. Because when I was in u university, I said, you know, I don't know a lot about this industry, but I think that this industry would be really cool to work for. And the exact, the exact position, the exact role that I wanted, the exact department is where I am at. That's where I'm at. And, and to be able to, to be able to give the offerings that I told God, I don't even know, 10 years ago in an altar, God, I wish I could give this much. You know that if I could, I would do, I would do it. I would just sign it if I could right now, right? And to be able to give those offerings right now because of everything that God's done. That's just, that's the testimony. That's the testimony right there. And to be honest, I think, you know, it, I mean, that's awesome. But what really touched God's heart, I, I know it, is those prayers where I said, take me, take me. It's all I have. It's all I can give. Take me. That is what touched God's heart the most. You know, and so, but just being grateful, grateful, right? It doesn't matter what station you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at, right? But being grateful. I'm grateful for my church. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful for that I'm in my right mind. I mean, some of us can say that. Not everyone, but don't point at your spouse. <laughs> but, in, right, so gratitude, ingratitude it doesn't matter what you have or where you're at because you can have everything you could want in the world, right? You could have it all and be so ungrateful for it. It doesn't matter, right? And so we're talking about the power of gratitude, but there's power in ingratitude also, right? Have you met people where they're able to make every storm into a hurricane? They're able to make every blessing and find the curse in it. It's like, like, hey, congratulations on your car. Oh, that's cool that you got a new car. Yeah, I wanted the, the luxury edition though. Like, oh, okay, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> congratulations on your job, that's awesome. Yeah, the benefits aren't so good though. Oh, okay, congratulations on your uh, promotion. They should, have, they should have promoted me earlier. They don't know what they're doing, right? Um, congrats on your new relationship. Yeah, well, I deserve better. Like, <laughs> that's ingratitude, right? And I deserve is the enemy of gratitude. I deserve. I deserve this job. I deserve this car. I deserve this good treatment. I deserve this stuff, right? 
I deserve better, I deserve more, is the total and complete enemy of gratitude, right? Thinking, thinking so much that, that just you really deserve more, thinking so much, right? And, um, you know, you, you meet ungrateful people and it colors, it colors the way that they see everything. It, it colors and goes in and encroaches the way that they talk about everything. That it's almost like, man, you just feel drained after just talking with ungrateful people, people that are consumed by ingratitude. And, you know, I've, I've been with people that, that just find a complaint in everything. And, and people that had more than me, and I just think, man, like, it's so draining, and you don't, you don't see that maybe you could be thankful for some of the things that you have. And, you know, you talk to some people, and it's just, hey, how are you? Oh, uh, my life's pretty terrible right now. Okay, well, I'm not even saying you're wrong. Maybe things are not going the best in your life, right? But we can always be in the state of looking for more, looking for more, looking for more. And, and it's not, it's, it's easy for any of us. It's not dependent on what you have. It's not dependent on where you're at. There's always going to be the potential that you could say, I want bigger, I want better. I want more. I want a bigger house. I want two houses. I want two cars or whatever it is. Whatever it is, we can always find more, more that we're looking to, more that we're wanting to have, right? So, so ingratitude is not dependent on, or gratitude is not dependent on what you have, but you just have that state that wherever I'm at, Whatever I have, I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful for it. And so the power of gratitude isn't that it magically just makes everything better. Right? Oh, I'm so grateful for the breath in my life. And then, boom, you have a, a, a car or you have twice the paycheck or whatever. Gratitude isn't this magic thing that, that changes your situation, but it changes our perspective, the way that we look at things. Everything is colored with, with the positive, with I, I don't deserve this, but I have this, and it's awesome, and it's great, right? I don't deserve salvation, but I have it, and it's great. And so taking a moment to stop. Taking a moment to stop and, and, and just looking back at everything God has done. And that's what David was doing in Psalms chapter 40. You look at it and he was taking a moment and he was saying, thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for your goodness that I've seen in my life. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that when I waited for you, you turned to me. Thank you that when I called on you, you answered When we look at Psalms chapter 136, you can go look at this more in depth um, after. But Psalms chapter 136, starting with verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Okay, what's next? Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. 
for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. And what this psalm was, is it was like a call and response. They say it was either the priests or someone who was up at the front, and he would say, Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Right? And so you look at this whole chapter, and each section, it's for his mercy endureth forever. For his mercy endureth forever. And when you look at that, that is hesed. That is hesed. His, his mercy endures forever. His love for us, it's, it endures forever. It's eternal. His loving kindness for us, it's eternal. It endures forever. And so we thank him for it, right? To him that alone does great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. We thank him. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. And so it was ingrained as they were doing this that, that God, he's, he's done things for us because you look at it and it's to him that stretched out the earth above the waters, right? So they're going back to creation. He created everything and they go through as you look at this chapter. He defeated the Egyptians. He defeated um, the, the people in Canaan. He defeated all these people and he did all these things for us. And so it's just looking back and saying, because of all the things that you've done, God, we're going to thank you. Because of all the things that you've done, we're going to thank you. And the reason why you did it is because of your love for us. When we look at, back at um, Psalms chapter 40, Psalms chapter 40, what we started with, right? Looking back, and he says, I waited patiently. I waited patiently for you, Lord, and you heard me. And all these things, he says, you brought me up out of the miry clay. You brought me up out of the swamp, out of the muck and the mire, right? When we look at the second half of Psalms chapter 40, it looks a little different. Actually, it's the complete opposite, it's a psalm of lament at this point in verse 11. It says this, Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils, right? More evils than I can count. He was just saying how God has done more for him than he could even count. But there's innumerable evils, more evils than I can count have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. And so we realize that what brought David to this place of gratitude was actually the situation that he was in. This is the context for, this is the context for his praise. Where I'm at right now, is, it's, it's awful, it's terrible. There's more evil around me. I'm surrounded. But before he even addresses that, he goes to the praise. Before he even addresses that, he goes to the gratitude. Before he even addresses where he is right now, we understand he's praising right now. But the reason for that is because of what he was going through. And so we, we just look and we see in, um, in verse 15, let them be confounded because of their shame. There's all these people around him laughing at him, scorning him. This is the context for his praise. This is the context for his praise, the second half of Psalms chapter 40. But he goes back, right? So, so he starts with the praise. 
But then he gives the context. This is why I'm praising you because I've seen you bring me out of these situations before. And you can take, we can take comfort in that, right? We've either seen it in our own lives or we've seen it in someone else that God has done it for them. And so whatever I'm in right now, I can still be thankful. I can still have gratitude because he's, he's done that before. So I'm just, I'm telling you what you already know, God. You know the situation I'm in, but I've already seen you do it before. And so he goes and in verse 16, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. So he says, he says, I was waiting. I was waiting. I've waited before, but don't delay. Don't delay, God. I'm calling on you and I'm looking to you. And so each of us, each of us, maybe you have everything that you want. That's awesome. Um, that's, that's a testimony of God's faithfulness in your life too. Maybe you haven't had to go through, through certain things. That is a testimony of God's goodness in your life. But none of us are discounted from the waiting. None of us are discounted from the waiting because we're all in the waiting right now. We're in the waiting right now. And we're, we're the ones who cry out to God and say, how long? How long, O Lord? How long until we see you again? And we're in the waiting right now for a better country. We're in the waiting right now for the places that Jesus said he was preparing for us. So, so however much you have here, that's awesome if you have a lot or maybe you don't, right? But each and every one of us in this place at the sound of my voice is in the waiting. We're all in the waiting. We're waiting for the better country and for the new heaven and the new earth and the streets of gold, right? The, the pearly gates. We are all in the waiting. And so, so imagine it, right? It, gratitude, gratitude, that if, if we can't even be grateful for what we have here, however much or however little it is, do you really think that you're going to be grateful on the other side? You think you're just magically going to be like, oh, I'm so thankful that uh, I'm walking on streets of gold. Think about it, right? Think about it. Do you really think that if you cannot be grateful here on earth, how grateful can you be over there? And I think about it like this. As we go and you're having, th we're having Thanksgiving dinner and you go and you take all this time, hours on the turkey, hours on the stuffing, hours on the mashed potato and the mac and cheese and, and the green beans or whatever it is, right? I hope I didn't lose you with the food talk. As, as we go, right, your child gets a plate, your child gets a plate, and they take their first bite, and they go, man, this was good. I deserved this. I deserved this. I imagine that what you would do is go, oh, you deserved it. I spent all these hours. I worked to be able to get this food. I brought it here, and I cooked it for you. Let me get that plate for you and scrape it off. <laughs> because... What would you do if your child said that unironically when they ate their food, right? I deserve this. I don't think 
that any parents here would take it very lightly. Maybe I'm wrong. But Paul said this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. In everything, give thanks. Everything, Paul? <laughs> everything, Paul? You didn't have traffic back then. I don't know. In everything, Paul, uh, my Wi-Fi is cutting out. Everything, Paul, are you sure? When they, Paul, when they want to kill you and, and they're taking vows that they will not eat or drink until Paul is dead. You, do, and this is like a side note. Have you thought about whatever happened to those guys? Because Paul didn't die. So do they just never eat and drink until... Or do they kind of like say, okay, we give up on the vow. Like, it's just a joke anyway, right? I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. You look at Paul, right? He's, he's in the storm. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Even when you're in the storm and it looks like that it's going to crash and everyone's done for. Even when you're in prison and, and you know what's next for you. Even though you know what's next for you, in everything, give thanks. Well, in everything, give thanks, right? I, I'm thankful for salvation. I'm, and, you know, the musicians can come if they choose. But in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what situation I'm in. In everything, give thanks. And, and I'm not saying it flippantly because I've been there. I've been there. And I know the struggle and the turmoil and the way that it just squeezes on your heart when there's those things that you are wanting and desiring. But, but gratitude. Gratitude in that situation, in that circumstance, that even if the circumstance doesn't change, my perspective does. My perspective does. Just saying that, I mean, I remember pastors saying this so clearly, right? It's not always going to be this way. It's not always going to be this way. It's not always going to be this way. And whether we have our hope in 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 having prosperity, and we know that God is a good father who's going to bless us and increase us. Whether we have our hope in that or in what is to come, there is greater things that God has for us, right? I waited. I waited patiently. I waited patiently. But God, I saw you come through then. And I know that you are going to do it again. I saw you come through then, and I know that you are going to do it again. If all else fails... There's a place that you are preparing for us. I mean, you think about that. Hold on to that. There is a place that is being prepared for each and every one of us. There's a place that's being prepared for each and every one of us. And so I'm just grateful for the things that I have. You know, Jesus went and the, the widow goes. The widow goes and she, she, the, the, I think it was the Pharisees, or I'm not sure, the priests or whoever, the really fancy people go and make a show of everything that they're offering. Oh, all this, here you go. It's for the temple. It's for God, right? They went and they made a show of it, but the little widow goes, and she has two half pennies, like, like 
to nothing, basically, to just scraps of a little something. She, she just goes and she brings it. And Jesus says, this woman gave more. She gave more than everyone else, even though they, they, it looked like they were giving more. She gave more. Why? Because it came from the heart. And, you know, there's this verse in Psalms. It talks about a free will offering, a free will offering of praise, a free will offering of thanksgiving, that, that I'm just going to give a free will offering. They had to give other offerings for sin or for transgression or for things that went wrong. They would have to do offerings to be back in right standing with God. But what they did was there was this way that if they wanted to, if they wanted to, they could just give an offering and just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. And so as we stand here, just the fact that we are able to be here in this place or wherever it is that you are, the fact that we still have breath in our bodies means that God isn't done. He is not done. He's not done. And there's more to come. And just the fact that I can even even articulate or even just try to say thank you Lord is enough reason to do it just the fact that I even have the ability to is enough reason to say thank you Lord thank you Lord not as though I earned it not as though I deserved it but just because of who you are because of your unfailing love to us your steadfast love to us your loving kindness that you care so much for us that you do good things for us because of that, how, how could I not be grateful? I've seen your goodness. I've seen your mercy. David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not more stuff and better things. Goodness and mercy. It's the goodness and mercy of God that I just, I can't help but say thank you. I can't help but but articulate that. I can't help but express that to the God that deserves it. If there's anyone that deserves anything, God deserves the praise. He deserves that. So right where, right where we're at, why don't we just throw our hands up? Why don't we just speak that? Why don't we just declare that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Not as though I deserved it, but your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, that I even have the opportunity to say that. Thank you, Lord, that I know you. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you that you are preparing places for us. Thank you that you listened when I cried. When I waited for you, you showed up. When I waited for you, you showed up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you've shown yourself faithful. You've shown yourself true. You've shown yourself real. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every gift, every blessing that you've poured out, thank you. But thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your attentive eye to me, that you know right where we're at, and your mind is fixated on us. You care for us, Lord. Thank you. If, if you want, uh, why don't we just come up to the altar right now and just express that for just a little bit. Let's just come up to the altar and give a free will offering.
We just give a free will offering of praise. A free will offering because you deserve it, Lord. A free will offering because I can and because I want to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I have gratitude. I'm grateful for everything that you've done, everything that you've brought me through. And I've seen testimonies of your goodness.